Welcome back to the Get a Q podcast. My name is Brandon Hall. I'm pleased to be joined today by Kevin Murphy. Kevin uh, teaches digital literacy and computer science at Frontier Regional in Western Mass. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, and Kevin, uh, you are our featured educator for the month of March. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, it's always uh, it's an honor to be uh, you know, recognized by MassQ. MassQ is an awesome organization. I've been involved with them for many years. Uh, definitely, definitely an honor. Yeah, and, and you've been involved with MassQ in a variety of ways, but I think most people would recognize you uh, from the videography work that you've done. And how did you get involved in that? The videography, well, that's an interesting part. Um, back uh, when I was a Spanish teacher, <laughs> there was a um, there was a, a community access channel that showed up in our new building uh, renovation, Pioneer. That's where I was before, and uh, you know, I walked down there out of curiosity, and I peeked my head in there and saw some you know computer editing stations, a handful of camera equipment, and I said, "Hey, what can I do?" And I started just tinkering and figuring it out, and um, you know, I just stuck with it um, for many, many years since then. I've never looked back. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and as a as a computer science teacher, so you, so you started as a Spanish teacher. Did I catch that? Yep, yep, yep. Surprise! I know. I tell people that they're like, "What?" I say, "See." <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was a Spanish teacher. You know, my undergrad work and all that, and become a teacher. And that's I always wanted to teach, and that was fundamental. But you know, computers have always intrigued me. You know, I always tinkering with computers, and you know, I was like, you know what, I can do something with this. And that's where I, you know. Uh, got into, you know, doing the instructional technology avenue, yeah. you know, that was, that was a thing back in 20, uh, I don't know, 2005 or four, somewhere in that range, got my master's in instructional technology and, and just kind of kept, kept on it, you know, and just, just intrigued, always yeah. learning, figuring, tinkering. Yeah. And that's, I, I also went from, I was a classroom teacher as a social studies teacher and became a, a um, integrator at a tech integrator. And, and yeah, it's like a, you get used to teaching and then all of a sudden you're doing this like assisting teaching mm -hmm. thing um, and teaching digital literacy and computer science. You teach it seven to 12. Yeah. So, so you're in a middle yeah. school, high school. What's it, what do you see as the big differences between like the seventh graders walking in and then the seniors coming in? Well, the seventh graders are always, you know, uh, wide eyed and bushy tail. They're always like, Oh, let's check this out. Exciting. And then when you get some seniors, you get in here and just like, Oh, I don't want to know. I just want to be on my phone, you yeah. know, <laughs> so, you know, the range is pretty, pretty broad right there. But, uh, you know, it, it is. Um, but, you know, you get you get a lot of energetic high schoolers as mm. well. It's just you, you catch more at the seven, eighth grade level. Now, are the classes mixed? Do you have middle school and high school kids in the same? No, 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 okay. no, no. We have a seven, eighth grade um, kind of uh, exploratory period. And most of them are separated in seven and eighth grade pods. But sometimes you get a mix of them together. But yeah, we have two core classes. Well, one core class that we teach called multimedia. Mm -hmm. And, the, and the, the idea is that every seventh and or eighth grader gets a helping of technology. And there's two teachers here that teach it. Um, we just use a wide gamut of, um, you know, online tools mostly because of the Chromebooks. But I have my lab, so I introduce, you know, um, actually software pieces. Um, but then uh, in the high school, they have more elective choices. Now, and what, what do you have running in your lab? So um, I have uh, new gaming MSI machines, which are pretty cool. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I show them GIMP for photo editing is, you know, an open source free, looks like uh, Photoshop, um, you know, and then Inkscape, you know, the open source tools, you know. But then um, we did subscribe to Adobe and, you know, they're pro tools. So well, why not? So we go ahead and hit some Adobe as well. Um, and then uh, Blender for 3D modeling um, and Unity for game design. Uh, 
and yeah, pretty much those are the primary tools that I have them work with. Yeah. Yeah. So in, so you've got sort of digital design and you've got computer animation and you've got the game design stuff and, and programming in there too. Yeah. So uh, wow. we had for many years done the AP computer science principles yep. uh, through Trinity college, really well, originally Trinity. Um, but yeah, it was um, a great, you know, mobile, mobile computing for AP. Uh, we've been doing that for many years. Uh, I have a programming class that I taught, you know, just straight up Java. Uh, and then I did a G, um, APA course for a few years as well. Um, so yeah, the, a lot of programming in there. And then middle schoolers for a multimedia class, we do throw in scratch, you know, get them going yeah, yeah. in middle school. So the idea is to kind of get them uh, sparked with all the tools that we have available or the, you know, avenues. And then when they get in high school, they have, you know, better choices or, you know, more, uh, they understand what they they can choose. So sure, sure. Is there a vocational aspect to your school, or is it a, a tech ed? Or no. So what we're you know, we're not a tech school. We do have tech school in the in the area that you know does a lot of the hardcore stuff. However, we were just um, <clears throat> we're taking a little shift. Um, we and I did what I said used to teach the AP. As of this year, we we put that online. Um, there's you know it's a small enrollment anyway, so it's like oh, whatever, uh, and we. Uh, got the innovative pathways grant. Oh yeah, where where you know we're looking at different um, avenues for kids <clears throat> who are not you know maybe college bound or going for AP stuff. So um, one is manufacturing, yep, and the other is health. Um, and so the manufacturing side of it, um, there's a couple of us that have taken that on, you know, with the Fab Lab and you know mm -hmm. things like that. So now I'm teaching Fusion 360. So that's the that's the new the new um, kid in town. And uh, so that's going pretty well too. A lot of three D printing. That yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just started the the process of the innovation pathway. Uh, mm -hmm. So we have a pathways coordinator, and we're we're looking at uh, digital <clears throat> art, uh, computer science, and there was one more. Oh, a business uh, mm -hmm. program. So we're <clears throat> and we're trying to expand to the manufacturing and biotech. So mm -hmm. I, I I've seen the, I've seen the process from behind the scenes now, and how we're trying to leverage the the things that we already have to add them to the pathways and then create around it. Um, yeah, it's really yeah. cool. It's been able to make our school that's not a vocational school, it give it some feel to give it some vocational feel, right? Some really right, hands-on right. experience. Hands-on experience is exactly what, what the mode is, you know, trying to give you know, experiences where, you know, they can get job placement and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's a big deal. And there's a, we have, you know, in Deerfield, Massachusetts, we have quite a few factories around here that are hungry for, for new blood. Right willing to learn right. internship style training. And that's awesome, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, and kids can walk out of high school with a certification in something, whether it's like, you know, uh, serve safe, um, the, the the food certification mm -hmm. in some districts. I know Carver's doing that. And, uh, you know, some of them with the Adobe certifications, I think that's where kind of where we're headed. Uh, it, it's crazy that you'd be able to be a CNC operator. Mm -hmm. You know, you walk right out of high school and walk right into a manufacturing job. Uh, right, right. with experience and then those those factories will pay for your schooling if you want to do further right. you know, learning i mean that's that's another great perk right there right right you know and and that's true for any learning you just have to get your hands dirty you know and and i think a lot of kids miss that piece and that's that brings me back to the whole you know um well the video aspect is, yeah you know having kids work outside of school messing around with technology is pretty cool yeah, you you were bringing it right to where I was going to go there. The uh, the the um, you work with Frontier Community Access Television as their uh, liaison, and and you do a lot of work 
with the, the students at your school going out into the community? What did, how did that sort of begin? Well, like I said, I started with Pioneer, you know, kind of peeking my head in the door and, you know, sticking with it. And uh, over the years, uh, producing so much content and, and being um, on staff, you know, the idea was to work with kids, right? Because I am, um, you know, I'm a, in the school and that's the key. You know, you have somebody who can like see the kids in the hallway and go, hey, you know, there's something yeah. event coming up or, you know, it's a really uh, fluid process. And I'm able to bring the kids out in in the field and kind of like, hey, this is how you coil wire. <laughs> this is how you, you know, set up a camera. This is how you, uh, you set just, up an audio board. Just wrap it around your arm, right? Yeah, exactly. You just wrap that cable yeah, around XLR your arm. Cord, twist them as hard as you can, you know. <laughs> uh, there are, there so, are people vomiting right now that are listening to this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you know, there's certain ways you do things. And, you know, if you wanted to get it, let's say you didn't go to college and you just want to get in the field and work for, you know, 22 News or something, you can because you mm. have a little bit of a foundation that, you know, you can get training on the job if you decide to go that way. Yeah. And so kids, you know, out of curiosity, come out and they say, hmm, this might be a fit for me. And some disappear. And they're like, no, it's not. Uh, some kids get on and, you know, next thing you know, they're wanting to go into video production in school. And that's yeah. awesome. Right. So. And you give them the ability to be in front of the camera and behind it. Exactly. Yeah. I have kids who, you know, are doing commentary and some kids that are, you know, whatever. It's, it, it's great because, you know, you get all you get all the spectrum. You know, it's uh, the production team sometimes can, you know, consist of five different positions, you yeah. know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and kids, you know, if they feel like they're a part of something. And it's really cool, too, because like, you know, we film we're known for filming our sports. So like kid walks down the, shirt, the hallway with a T-shirt on, says FCAT, you know, it's like while this while the, the varsity kids are wearing their you know, they're game jerseys and we all fit in, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to the game. Yeah. You know, it's like, cause we're wearing it, you know, it all matches up and yeah. we feel like we're a part of that whole experience of Friday night, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. It's fun. And you've got some, uh, you've got some events coming up out, out East. Yeah. Well, so we have, we, <laughs> we do travel for the state games and yeah, we have to come out, um, and film that Well, we're, the hockey team's really good. Well, so we're a co-op, so Greenfield, um, Go wave, green wave. <laughs> uh, they're going. To, we're going to play out in uh, with Stoneham on Wednesday. So yeah, we'll be out there catching that action. And and you guys will travel right with the team and 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 video. Do all the work behind the scenes to make to with production and put that on locally. Yeah. So locally is a lot easier, obviously. But you know, we do a lot more home games. We don't really go away. But the state game is you know going to be important. So yeah. We're yeah. Going, we're going to go do that. And you stream stream live online, or does this go back to the television, or both? Uh, so streaming, but not during tournament season. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, both. Yeah, we stream on YouTube, we stream on television. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, and then, uh, so so you you've worked with Pioneer, you've worked with Frontier, and doing the television production stuff. You've also done a ton of work with MassQ and videography. Um, where did that connection come about? So <clears throat> when I started um, being a member of MassQ and going to the conferences, you know, I, I was always wanting to volunteer and help out in any way I could. And I just, everything I do, I like to hold a camera. <laughs> like I go to all my kids. Oh my God, you should see my, my personal YouTube, all my kids events, you know, every, every play, every, you know, swim meet, gymnastics meet. Mm. I've always had a camera, you know, I'd film and I'd edit it. I, you know, I would, it wouldn't just be a basic video. It'd be edited. I just can't sit still. So, you know, I said to Maskus, hey, you know, need some video work or whatever. Let, you know, I'll run around with the camera. And so back since, I don't know, 2011, maybe earlier, 
I started doing that. And, and it's, what's really interesting is that I run around the, the conference and I go in and out of the rooms, you know, and I, I call it speed dating because what I do is I go in, I get a little, little bit of what's going on and I can film it. All right. And I walk out and my notes of pretty much the video. So like, yeah, you know, what they were talking about, I just review the video. So it's kind of cool because I get to see more of the conference, yeah. you know, like speed dating and running around. <laughs> and, and you probably see more of it than anyone else, given yeah. given that. Right. Because I can go like, you know, during any one session, you have what, 12, 15 different sessions going or, or um you know, uh, workshops and it's like, we can't go to all of them. Right. If you did, every, it'd be chaos, right. you know? So, because people will be running around. I know people do do sneak in and out, but you know, basically I can't, I, I got my uh, pass, you know, my camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, I get a good helping of, 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 um, mass cue for, by, by doing that. Yeah. You know? And then of course, you know, I film the keynotes and then I can, when I go home and edit them, I'm like, Oh yeah. And I really, it like, it, I absorb it a little bit more because yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, seen the keynote twice or three times, you know? So it's kind of cool. What's been your favorite sort of behind the scenes mass Q moment, maybe at fall conference at Gillette or, or even the spring or, or maybe even something smaller than that? Oh, so, <laughs> well, for a little bit, we did, um, mass Q did this, um, uh, campaign called, uh, welcome, welcome back. Oh, I forgot what it was, uh, welcome back. Ah. <laughs> We used to do, uh, we did some weird videos. It was the communications committee, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Jared Perrine and a few other people. And we, we do cars, uh, co conversations in cars without coffee. <laughs> it was just a good time. <laughs> we just filming them, you know, doing some funny things. And so th those are really good moments, you know, filming, uh, you know, the welcome back uh, clips and those sorts of things. I don't know. It's, it's an opportunity, you know, it's also an opportunity to get to know the mass cute people you mm -hmm. know all the, the behind the scenes the people are involved and they're so friendly and like you know it's just it's just really cool yeah and then go going back sort of looking at your classroom experience um one thing i wanted to touch on and that we didn't get a chance to talk about was the vr um you've been working on creating in vr with your students um and some 3d game design uh amazing first of all that it's being this is being done at the high school level with with students uh where do you where do you land on that? How do you, is that something the students push? Is that something that you're finding and you want to bring into the classroom? How does that, well, how did that come into your room? Yeah. When I, when I started here at Frontier, you know, I, I came as a half instructional tech and half classroom teacher. You know, they asked me to teach uh, word PowerPoint Excel, part of a business program, you know, and you know, I just uh, like to play with things. So, you know, I had some Photoshop background. I'm like, let's do some GIMP. All right. You know, like, so I'd always bring in new, new stuff, whatever I'd learn in the field, you know, I'd bring in, bring in, and the kids just ate it up and they asked for more and more and more. And that's where it grew to, okay, you know, obviously computer science is huge and, you know, there were scratches this and, you know, AP that. And so I, I kind of like fed, you know, they wanted it, I give it to them, you know, and then game design, you know, I, I had some inspiration from Steve Isaacs, you know, he's a masculer from many years ago. He's now working with Unreal Engine in the education uh, branch, I guess. And, you know, he, he was doing 3D game design and I was like, how can I do that? How can I do that? Of course you need good computers, yep. which um, I had I'd had over the years, pretty decent ones. And so my um, game of uh, engine of choice was Unity because, you know, it was kind of semi-free and available. And so Unity is a great uh, avenue for, you know, making games and it's uh, industry standard, you know, and it has a lot of bells and whistles to it and a lot of online resource. And then uh, of course, Blender. Blender, yeah. um, uh, the foundation, you know, is this found this is 
terrific um, software application that mimics what Maya does. And it's, you know, greatly an industry becoming industry standard for a lot of ways. A lot of professionals will be like, no, I'm going to stick with my blender. You know, you know, they go to an employer and they're like, oh, we're using Maya. No, 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 I'll use blender because <laughs> it is powerful and an exceptional tool. Uh, and it's free, you know, and it's something that kids can download at home if they have a gaming PC. Yep. So it's like rock and roll. I, like, I want to make sure that the kids have access to the software when they get home mm. because the magic happens when you spend seven hours on a project nonstop, right? I keep telling kids, you know, we have an hour and a half here. You know, you just get started and then you got to leave and it, you can't really get into it. So download the software at home and get into it your own, you know, in your own terms and it lights, you know, it gets kids excited. So Blender 3D um, has been a great uh, tool to use. And I've had so much fun building stuff with it and bring it into Unity. So, but yeah, uh, you mentioned VR. That's uh, that's my newest challenge. Um, I've been uh, exploring Unity for with VR creation um, and making sure I have the, you know, the connections and things to work. And so I spent my February break, <laughs> making sure everything's in line for the upcoming weeks. And so my level twos, we're going to be doing some VR development. That's incredible. So you have some, some, um, some goggles that were, yeah, I, the quest Two. Okay. Yeah. I have a rift, but you know, it's, it's kind of outdated and you have those pylon things that you got to set up, which are annoying. <laughs> um, but I might, I might depending on, cause it, I'm trying to do two to one, um, ratio because they, you know, just don't have enough. And if I have to, I'll bring out the rift and set that up. But um, yeah, it's going to be like like all my my whole journey has been you know trial and error. <laughs> it's like let's go, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and, and that as a teacher is really hard to do. And it sounds like you've mastered it, like where you've given the kids the opportunity to really create awesome stuff, and and you've been right there with them, um, encouraging them and making it on the way. They know, they know. I'm I'm a learner. Like I. You know, I had to figure this stuff out and yeah. that's just how life is. And, you know, especially, you know, when we're out in the field with the cameras, the same thing. I'm I'm struggling with a live stream or, you know, some wire that's not working or some plug that's malfunction. You know, I put in the wrong plug. You know, the kids see me struggle and they're like, oh, wait a minute, you're learning too. You know, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, having that vulnerability in front of the kids is really important, I think. Um, and it gives them the, the, the agency to say, Oh, hey, Mr. Murphy, I think it's this one right here. Or, you know, oh, yeah. what what else can we do to, you know, if I run down there, can I take care of this for you? Or, uh, And then you're really collaborating together. Well, when it comes to game development, I swear these kids surpass me after the three weeks. Like, you know, I, I'm at like a, you know, get it working kind of level and they're just take it, which is exactly what I want them to do. Right. Because like it is, I mean, anything art form like this is is exploration. It's trial and error. So. I get them going and they take it. Some kids, man, Ooh, they've got some really good stuff. Yep. And, um, you know, I have some kids off, off in, in college right now and studying to do CGI effects and this sort of thing. And they're showing me their work. I'm like, Oh my God. Wow. I'm like, I don't know how you did that. What's <laughs> so, the cool, what's the coolest project that former student or current students worked on? So we, we do a summer, um, a project called crowdsource cinema. It's, it starts, it's started in Northampton mass and now Boston has one and brighter world has one where, they pick a movie and you have to create a clip or a, a scene, right? And so every year we've we've had these clips that we had to do for different ones. And so we just did Star Wars. And um, 
this uh, post grad who's now he's at Champlain College and and he's third second third year whatever he just did amazing work with Blender and like animation and just so we did the we did the green screen work here and he you know collaborated um with us you know over at Google Meet <laughs> like oh yeah make sure you get the lighting right okay and then yeah. we send it off to him and he makes magic from it oh my god and then we did uh, Jurassic Park the year before same thing he built like this coolest um you know, dinosaur and, you know, the, the car that's upside down spinning. Like, yeah. It's just amazing work. Oh, wow. You know, all we had to do was do the green screen part, you know, and send it off to them. <laughs> wow. So, and, it's, and that's, you know, global collaboration right there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're able to use the work a former student has done as an example for your current students and say, you yep. know, if we stick with it, here's what we can, you know, yep. have as an example of what you can get to if you work at it or, and then using him and being able to say, Hey, look, you know, you, we, we gave you something, you're giving us something. There's this great collaboration piece there. That's mm -hmm. really awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and then kind of finally, what sort of things are you looking at in the future? Where, where do you see, um, what do you see coming down the pike for your position at, um, at Frontier or even maybe in Maskew? Well, so here at Frontier, you know, we've taken the innovative pathways route. So I'm growing the um, 3D design for um, manufacturing and, you know, the CAD, hardcore CAD. Whereas, you know, Blender 3D is concepts. It's, you know, dragging and extruding and having fun with it. And this is serious business. you got to get it right, you know, down to the smallest measurement. And, then, you know, so and then 3D printing it and then cutting it. So that's that's the future here for us. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm working on the side, trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. And is there some place where people can see your work online? Yeah. So, um, uh, I have a YouTube channel for, it's like my, my video at work, which is, um, Kev Murphy seven, seven, five. And that's just my personal stuff as well as my Instagram. And is also Kev Murphy seven, seven, five. Uh, and then, um, but all my uh, FCAT stuff is on FCAT Media. Mm -hmm. So you'll see all the sports and theater and that kind of sort of thing if you're interested in that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much in my, my school one isn't as, as exciting. It's a lot of tutorials. So I don't think you want to see all that. <laughs> but that one is um, Murphy K775. Oh, Murphy. <laughs> okay, they were changing it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So like, you know, but um, yeah, if anybody wants to reach out to me, they could. But um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Awesome. And we do share a... Uh... A mutual appreciation for classic rock or uh yeah. at least at least bands that sound like classic rock we have a, yes greta we, have, van fleet. we have a mutual greta van fleet obsession yeah yeah um yeah, and, and you, fresh you, stuff and you had a chance to see them live uh, yeah you, down in, at the uh, foxwoods there with jared perrine yeah <laughs> right fun. another jared perrine <laughs> reference uh how so I, i've heard them right so i've listened to them on the radio i've heard them perform like i saw the saturday night live performance uh how did they how did it sort of translate to the stage oh my god it was you know very very theatrical you know that explosions fire was pretty tall i mean geez <laughs> they brought back fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, you know it's very exciting you know the big big jumbotrons and then going across the stage of course they had you know no shirts on you know like the the <laughs> they run around you know like or, or you know but yeah it's to be like 25 classic, again classic yeah. guitar yeah classic guitar work classic um uh, Drummer, oh, they had drum solos 25 minutes long. Oh, wow. It was incredible. I wish I took out my phone and recorded it because I didn't know how long it was going to go. 
but I had I recorded it, man. It was the most incredible drum drum solo ever. <laughs> I mean, they've got the Zeppelin sound, and now they're really going for the Zeppelin. He's trying to beat John Bonham, sort of. Yeah, the, yep, yep, yep. The record drum so solo. If anybody goes, wait, look for that drum solo and record it because it's pretty cool. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Kevin Murphy, congratulations. Uh, featured educator of the month of March and MassQ videographer and teaching digital literacy and computer science at Frontier Regional. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was uh, really, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And I like to... A chance to talk to other educators about what what we're doing, that sort of thing. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. Thanks so much, Kevin. You've been listening to the Get a Q podcast by MassQ, here to educate, connect, and inspire.